So Devin, I really need you to rank the greasers right now, right now, at this moment. Okay, we're just not even gonna. Nobody needs to know the could, name of the podcast. I thought, thought it could be like a right cold in. open, like a cold open, then enter the podcast. Oh, and then... cool. Okay, yeah, like a little cold, so, <laughs> like a cold like a open, cold open. <laughs> like a like a television show. Yeah. Um, the order of the uh, greasers goes: Pony Boy, Johnny, Soda. Dairy, Tubit, Dally, Steve. Okay. Um, I know. I think that my ranking is. You're going to put Dally, Dally higher. Yeah. Yeah. Dally number one. Uh, so Dally, Pony Boy, Soda Pop, Tubit, Johnny, uh, Steve. I, did I put Dairy on the list? I just, those are the most interesting characters to me. Also, um, Dally is hot. The most important thing about Dallas Winston is that he's hot. He definitely is. That's no question. Um, <laughs> wait. So do you want Dally? Dally. Oh no, he's not hot. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Nope. They're all hot. No, that's like a very no, important Dally's part of just, the book. No, Dally's just uh, interesting. No, he's hot. No, They're he's all not. hot. No, wait. <laughs> I want to pull up this. Hi, everybody, and welcome to We Plus the Plot, <laughs> a book podcast where we look at uh, old books in 2017, and we try to figure out, or 2018. God, Caro. Sorry, it's 2018. Uh, if you can tell, we are reading The Outsiders, or we've read The Outsiders, and now we're arguing about whether Dallas is hot or not. I think he is, especially because uh, he has an- Matt... Not Matt He Damon. has sharp animal teeth, and his hair was almost white. It was blonde. That's hot. It fell over his forehead in wisps. No. Hot. <laughs> Gross. Because he's like the edgier one. He's from New York, which to is me, so much cooler. To me, he looked like 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 <laughs> like, a, like a monster man. Like no, like doesn't. what I imagine Boo Radley to look like. <laughs> Do you want to decide who the hottest? Are? Do you want to rank the hottest greasers by what it's we think? Soda. soda pops one. Yeah, yeah. soda's one. I wait, think how, wait, how old are these people? Like 17, 18. Okay, yeah, it goes soda, dairy. Pony Boy's 14. Yeah, we're not going to rank. <laughs> we're okay, not gonna rank so Pony of Boy. the older ones, soda pop, dairy, dally. It goes soda pop, dairy, Steve. I don't care about okay. the rest of them. Well, the Curtis family was hot, yes. I guess. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Essie Hinton. Thanks, Essie. Um, <laughs> for making sure. So we should go into our first segment, really our only uh, one of two segments, which yeah. is our one-minute recap, and you're going to go first. Okay. Uh, three, two, one, go. So the book opens on, at uh, ooh, what's his name? I just forgot it, Pony Boy. <laughs> Pony Boy exiting the movie theater, and it kind of goes into this like whole wild night of him uh, kind of running around with his two friends, Dally and Johnny, and they're like tearing up the town. It's actually Oklahoma, which is kind of fun. And then uh, the night kind of goes bad after they um, mess around with two socias, or which so these guys are greasers and socias are the like the opposites, the like preppy guys. And they mess around and then uh, they insult them. And then later, uh, Pony Boy gets in a fight with his brothers and gets kind of he kicks himself out. And then uh, the socias come back and Johnny kills one of them, which is bad. And then they decide 
they have to go on a run on the run so they go to a church and they cut their hair and dye it and it's super sad because their hair is like their coolest feature and then um the church catches on fire while kids are playing in it and they go inside and try to uh, save all the kids but then the um the church collapses on johnny and johnny's the nicest of all of them and then he like (laughs) wow thank you there's a lot to this book there is a lot why don't you why don't you count me down yeah, three, two, one. Okay, so you have the Soches and the Greasers. Soches are prep people, and Greasers are like, um, like West Side Story. So, uh, you have Pony Boy, who's very golden, and he's a nice, sweet boy, and he tells the story of this night when he goes to a movie theater and then goes home and then gets hit by his brother and then goes and accidentally his friend Johnny kills a dude. So then they run away to some nice little hick town where they sleep in a church and be real gay for a little bit and cut their hair. Then uh, there's a fire in the church and they save children and then they're in the paper and then uh, Johnny's in the hospital and uh, there's a big rumble and uh, a pony boy gets all fucked up and then... Uh, Johnny dies, and then Dally dies because he gets shot by policemen, and uh, that's that's the that's the whole thing. And uh, Pony Boy d- doesn't remember all of it. Like it's a weird ending where you feel all weird about it, right, and done. you don't really know what's going done. on. <laughs> yeah, um, it's important because he's a kid, um, and he doesn't remember everything, and because it's also a very traumatizing part of his life. Yeah. All Shout right. out to my man, Pony Boy. Pony Boy. Why don't we talk about Pony Boy first? Okay, what do you want to talk about Pony Boy? He's We're just... going to keep saying his name because it's fun. Um, so I think we talked about this a bit in To Kill a Mockingbird, but the the genius of having like a kid tell a story. By kid, we mean 14-year-old. So, and, uh, like a highly so having a kid <laughs> tell a story. Yes. I am 19 years old, weird... and I refuse to call a 14-year-old anything but a kid, no matter how okay. smart they are. So by having a 14-year-old tell a, a story... By having a child tell a story, it's very interesting, because we get his entire thought process. The author, like, S.E. Hinton is not trying to be covert and, like, have the reader be ahead of the characters. The character's just thinking like these really profound thoughts and like kids think profound thoughts all the time but to be able to see it in book form is always just really interesting like there's one point where he says something to Derry and then like in parentheses has a thought that's like completely counter to what he just said and that's so nice it's so cool to not have to search for meaning when the kid is just like he's very yeah he's very blonde yeah and he's very like in this narration he's unabashedly philosophical like he's like oh we shouldn't be fighting because it sucks and you're like yeah hell yeah pony boy (laughs) you're so right i think it's also significant that pony boy is 14 and was written by a 15 year old because essie hinton was 15 when she wrote this story right and Um, that's very obvious Yes, I was gonna. I was about to say that uh, she wrote this book in high school, and it reads like she wrote this book in high right. school. It's not a particularly like well written story. It's the actual content that's really good. So she wrote it because she was tired of the very bland stories that her school was like um, making them read. You know, like Blank and happens, and then like John and Susie fall in love, and 
then it's they go to a football game together and it's like oh like she was really tired of that kind of story so she wanted it to be more realistic to her life and in her town in Oklahoma there was a big divide between the socias and the greasers so she wrote about that especially after her own friends uh she I think she was friends with primarily greasers were hurt in kind of like a rumble and she was like super PO'd about it so she wrote the book and it got published when she was 17. Yeah, and it's um, just super cool. It's such a like tight like versus something like To Kill a Mockingbird, which was told like over the course of like what two years. Yeah, this is like a week. And this is un this yeah. I mean, even it's really a night, and then the fallout from that night. Yeah, yeah and that's a, the whole book. No, it's so incredible. Like it's just a very well told story, you know. Yeah, and that's kind of that's my biggest point about it. I know you have a lot of different points. I never read this book. Yes, I read it when I was in seventh grade, and it's been my, it was my favorite book I ever read in school. Yeah, and I, I remember, like, kids reading it in middle school and talking about, like, that it was a good book and stuff, and I just never read it. And my main, the main thing I got out of it was just that it was a nice, quick read that, like, yeah. even though, like, horrible stuff was happening in the book, I was like, this is just nice to read. I'm enjoying reading this. It, it also has, like, this very interesting characteristics where, like, the horrible things are happening, but this is such a part of their lives to begin with that it just kind of rolls off their back, and it's still, like, very fun. You know, like, Johnny's in the hospital, and that's terrible, but, like, 2-Bit also, like, is just, like, goofing around on them, like, while they're, like, waiting to hear the results, you know what I mean? Like, it's... It's very, like, it could be a very big, like, it's, it is a tragedy, and it could be a very difficult thing to read, because it's, like, a, like Johnny's 16 when he dies, but, like, it's such a, like, lighthearted kind of, I don't know. I don't know how to put it. I was thinking about this well, earlier. Well, and I think it's really interesting reading this book now. I'm sure it was, I'm sure you read it differently now than when you read it in seventh grade. Yeah. For me, reading it as an adult, or as, you know, a young adult, to... Yeah. Read like I would say, oh, I'm really enjoying reading this book. It's a really nice read. And then <laughs> sitting there and being like, oh, I'm reading about gang warfare that killed a 16 year old. Like that, that disconnect is also really interesting. That for like a kid yeah. to read it in middle school, they're like, oh, yeah, violence. And like it rolls off their backs and then they just go on with their lives because, you know, this is how life be. Yeah. But then as an adult reading it, you're like, oh, my God, these children. Yeah, it was like, yeah, this was probably the biggest thing I ever had. Like the biggest moment I had was when I realized I was the same age as like Dally. And like when I was like 13 and reading this, I thought he was so old. Yeah. But like now like he's a child and like his choices like i thought they were very mature are very immature and horribly thought out especially at the very end when he gets in a shootout with the police officers with a gun that is not loaded with a gun that's not loaded which i we can we can get into that now because i have some thoughts on that scene cool okay so a lot of there's like a lot of controversy and se hinton has never confirmed this about whether dally's death was a suicide mission or not i personally think it was and I, uh, there's a lot of like homosexual undertones in this book that uh, kind of guide me to that answer. Yeah. Mainly between Dally and Johnny. I know that Devin, you just mentioned uh, Johnny and uh, Pony Boy, which is valid. Yeah. But I think Dally and Johnny is really significant because Dally, of course, is the toughest of all of them. He's from New York and he moved down to like a slower, like he's the, out of all of them, he's the only one that's seen the inside of a jail cell. He's seen a lot of things in his life, but it's really interesting that um, after Johnny dies, his, one of his closest friends in the gang, after he dies, he kind of like loses it and how everyone expects him to kind of lose it, even though he's probably the toughest of them all. Yeah. And then he goes on this very deliberate 
attempt to kill himself where he like points a gun at a convenience store owner and then later at the cops even though he knows that if he holds a gun in front of the cops they'll shoot him yeah and he keeps doing it and it's shot a lot yeah um i definitely have some thoughts about that that i didn't really think about i never read like i didn't see the idea that dally was possibly gay or that he went to the grocery store and then like had the police after him to kill himself i didn't actually i didn't actually get that i understand where it comes from i think it was more set up that the gang needed johnny as much as johnny needed the gang like that was said so many times throughout the book and that dally yeah, he was the is gang. then they call him like a puppy like he was everyone's yeah. puppy and yeah like everyone's brother yeah and it speaks that when johnny is in the hospital is when they have this big rumble and obviously they had big rumbles before but for us this is the only one we're seeing and it happens to be when their puppy is in the hospital and to me dally running out was more of a we lost the one like he lost the one thing keeping him sane whether it was from gay love or not I, I don't really i see hinton swears it was not right, and she gets really upset when you say I that don't... her character is right remotely gay yeah well that's annoying and <laughs> yeah and i'm like okay se hinton have you read your book it's about like six guys yeah, and <laughs> and i don't really like the idea of one gay boy dies so then the other gay boy goes and robs a grocery store to commit no, suicide it's like yeah i just don't I just don't like that. I'd... I think that Dally was set up to be a, a dude who does not think through his decisions. And so he went crazy exactly. and did what he thought would be a normal thing for him to do, which is rob this grocery store. And it went out of control too fast and he had no control over what he was doing. And so he ends up dead. No, that's like how I originally read it. And it was just like one of those things that like as I got older, it felt like a little, oh no. Yeah. If you don't have to put like any undertones into it. It's just like one of those things, like, as I got older, that choice seemed so erratic, even for him, that right. I just feel like, I, like, it might not even be, like, a romantic kind of love. It's it just the, just the fraternal, like, whatever it is, friend. yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, this whole book is about found family, yes. and it's one of the first books to feature kind yeah, of Yeah, which, if we can talk a bit about that, my my gay reading of this book, for your weekly segment about <laughs> Caro and Devin's various uh, gay readings of books, I read it more as Johnny and Pony Boy, just from, I don't know, just the language of them running away together and sleeping on each other in a very, like... That's, yeah. In a very nice and not, like like bold face way and yeah they definitely don't think anything of it which is like really interesting for the time yeah and you know? and i in a book that is so much about found family to get angry at, at people for calling characters gay when in the lgbt community found family is such a huge part of our culture i think it's just a bit ridiculous it's very like short yeah when a theme of your book is found family i don't think it's that far of a stretch to begin seeing that there is gay gay undertones in your characters yeah it's i like as i'm older it is very hard to read this book without thinking that there is like any like there's definitely some sort of like love in this you know well, like yeah it's, and today in 2018 it's, very, it's a very intimate book you know what yeah, i mean and, like, and whether it is and i think that somebody who reads this book and gets nothing gay out of it is totally valid as well because i think that there is yeah. a lot of a lot of power in just fraternal love that comes from right you know 
men being emotionally available to each other. Yeah, and that's actually and one thing I really like about this book is how emotional the guys are, even though that they are like tough. Right. T U F F. And again, <laughs> and Pony Boy talks about that. You know, like yeah. he talks when he is saying that something's going to go wrong at the rumble to 2-bit and like he's like 2-bit didn't really understand if Soto was here he would understand and we'd like talk about it and try to figure it out and that's like such exactly. a nice it's just really I do nice have to, I do have to gush a bit you texted me at some point during these two weeks and were like you are so pony boy which is <laughs> which is adorable because my brother who reminds me a bit of a like a fusion of Soda and Derry I can see that. Um, has called me Pony Boy my whole life. Like, that's totally <laughs> a thing that has happened. That's, you are Pony Boy. Well, it's like the same person. That's very weird to say. I'm sorry. It's like, I, the, I, I believe you're a very original person, <laughs> but for some reason, you are so Pony Boy and just like the way you randomly quote things and also like the way you're very emotionally open to other people or at least like your close friends. And <laughs> Carol, this is probably going to be cut out. This is very, hair. this is very I'm, sweet, I'm, but I'm, I'm I'm, like, blushing, and I'm not going to keep this podcast. <laughs> Fine, I'll also add your terrible blonde thank hair. Thank you, thank you. Um, we should. So is this a, um, this is a band book? Yes, it is, um, which actually kind of surprised me. It's a band book for a few reasons, which I love, because um, it involves a lot of smoking, a lot of drinking, a lot of swearing, and sex. Where's the sex, you ask? It's in Soda Pop. That's pretty crazy. I remember my teacher dropping that on me. But he talks about um, how his girlfriend is moving in with her grandparents, which is 60s code for she's pregnant. Oh. And Soda, Soda Pop is very, um, he's very uh, busy trying to raise money and like where he keeps working. And it's because he's trying to um, give money to his future child nice so yeah but like uh, it, okay but can we look at this was, and be like <laughs> parents reading this and being like how dare that man try and take responsibility for his actions and help to <laughs> raise his own child <laughs> it's the whole like he just shouldn't have been <laughs> um it was much more it's like than that the 90s. it's like that vine Hey, I was asking yesterday, what happened? And it's like, oh, these two people are pregnant. And it's like, I was gone for a day. And he goes, they be f <laughs> they be f <laughs> um, No, it's definitely more banned in the 90s than it is now because now it's like a, such a classic, you know? Yeah. But like when it got, it gained popularity in the 80s, it was actually um, a gas station book for a very long time. And then like a librarian picked it up and was like, oh, this is really good. And then it became like, now it's sold 14 million copies in America. Yeah. It was much, its rise in the 80s, of course, got some like parental backlash, including the smoking, drinking, swearing, and sex. So that's pretty cool. Mm, but it's also interesting. Smoking, drinking, swearing, sex is the name of my punk My band? memoir. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's a better one. And like, even though it's a very, it's a pretty banned book, it also helped uh, found the youth, the uh, young adult genre which is really cool because, uh, again, one of the reasons that Essie Hinton wrote this book is because she felt like no books actually were aimed towards teenagers. So this was a book by a teenager, teenager for teenagers. Oh, and my it, God. She actually has, like, Carol, this... It's almost like what? The Outsiders is the book version of this podcast, which is made by young people, about young people, for young people. Just call me Essie Hinton. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I also think... 
She has like this kind of cool quote where they asked her why she wrote about so many guys, and she said like first of all, it's just because she knows how guys interact, and because like most of her friends were greasers. We're simpler. Yeah. <laughs> she said that you guys were easier to write. Oh yeah. And then the other the other thing she says that boys have uh, fewer books written for them. Girls will girl and girls read boy books, but boys don't read girl books. So she chose to write a really good book about guys to get everyone to read it nice um i think that was very interesting of her so i got my copy it's like the i i went into the strand and it was like i was like oh i need to find the outsiders and one of the workers there just like pointed and i turned around (laughs) and there was just a rack of all outsiders and it was like this nice new platinum edition (laughs) edition thing and at the beginning like Bessie Hinton has a long letter that I read before it that's, like, very nice. But at the end, it has discussion questions. <laughs> like, for, um... I think, I think my copy actually has discussion questions in the back. So I want you... My... Like, you read this in middle school, like, part of a class? Yes, seventh grade. So... Miss Ferrer. <laughs> what did you guys... Like, what did you learn from it? Like, what was the... So, uh, this book was her favorite book of all time. My teacher's... Um, she's from Oklahoma, and so this book was, like, her uh, culture. Oklahoma, where the wind comes sleeping down the Stop. Place. Sorry, my dad <laughs> is gonna listen to this, and he would be mad at me if I didn't make that joke. I'm mad at you because you did make that joke. Well, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Devin's dad that I said that. So what we talked about, a lot of things were about social class. My teacher was kind of cool. So we talked a lot about social class and about the difference between, because I mean, it's, it's the difference between socias and greasers is that one is rich and one is poor, essentially. Discussion question number one. One of the primary uh, themes in The Outsiders is the struggle between the greasers and the socias. Describe <laughs> each group. <laughs> oh, I remember us talking about their music preferences which is a very fun that was thing. one of my choices for my quote really yeah it's it's not actually the quote so i will read it um it because, was um the discussion with cherry 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 valance um it was about like we didn't seem that different they they liked the beatles and thought that elvis was out and we liked elvis <laughs> like <laughs> i remember uh, my teacher playing music videos to show us the difference between elvis and the beatles oh my god <laughs> And she's like, uh, this quote is technically wrong, though, because the girls liked the Beatles. The Soch men did not like the Beatles. They liked the Who. And I thought oh. I just really, that's where I learned what the Who was. Because they were, like, slightly more rebellious, oh, but, like, it. not really. I found it. It seemed funny to me that Soches, if these girls were any example, were just like us. They liked the Beatles and thought Elvis Presley was out, and we thought the Beatles were rank and that Elvis was tough. T-U-F-F. <laughs> but that seemed the only difference to me. Like... That's so, like, and that's one of the really good themes about this book, that again, because of Ponyboy's just, like, telling a story, thinking out loud, he talks so bluntly about, like, how not different all these kids are, and uh, his discussion with Randy really, like, hit me in that way of, like, oh, we're not that different. Even, like, Cherry said that the socialist problem is they don't feel anything, but here's this kid, like, crying in my lap at this... Yeah. At this ice cream place, like... No, I think that that's really important. It's it's so nice to have a book um, that has its thoughts and ideas, like, written out. You don't have to guess what he's thinking, and I love that. Yeah, especially for kids. Yeah, 
No, it's a really good book, and I think that it um, is definitely kind of attacking, like, the toxic masculinity theme that's really present in some YA novels, Yeah, you know? Because, uh, I mean, like, every boy in this is very open with each other, and that's so important. Like, And I think what I wanted to kind of talk about next was that um, the book doesn't necessarily, necessarily villainize anyone. It just humanizes the greasers. So, like, at the time, the greasers were the ones that everyone hated, and the socials were the ones that everyone, like, loved just in general. But this book doesn't actually villainize either of them. It just makes the greasers look like actual people because right. they and are actual people. Even more so than that, a- it tricks you into starting to villainize the socials and then makes you stop. And then yeah. it makes you feel bad because they're just as... Because, like, Bob was just as... like uh, There's, like, kind of this part where you'll think that maybe Bob the Soch was worse than all like right the and then cherry to die. but like but then like two seconds later like bob like cherry leaves bob to go sit alone at the movie theater and then like two seconds later dally's being terrible to her right so like you know like it's like they equal it's very equal and i do like that and especially i believe there's like a point in the book where the guy leading the socias at the rumble which by the way is a fight we just keep saying rumble it's just a fight between the two uh, yeah classes. think think west side story Right. When they and have chains like this, and blades. But this one, part, they don't have chains and blades. They just have their fists. Like, there's this part, like, Dally sees a kid he was on the football team with. Right. You know? Like, da- it's a very poignant ugh. moment that they are the same. Yeah, and uh, Ponyboy has a, a discussion with Soda where Ponyboy says, you know, the only reason, like, the only reason Derry isn't a social is because of us. Right. And then he was like, I've been thinking that for yeah. a long time, but it, but we all knew it was true. That, like... Which is so interesting because it's set up that the difference between socias and greasers is the money, right? That right. it's the it's the class. But then that even gets flipped on its head in that Derry could be a soch just by his like personality and ability and his like demeanor, and that it's not yeah. all about that. Like money also doesn't matter. Like it's so yeah. It's just it's kind just of like such a good book. Where you been? It, I'm really happy that you like it. I was worried you'd be like it's garbage. I was really worried too. Like I think that's one of the but reasons so I didn't read it is because yeah. like back in middle school, I was not liked by many people, and my response to that was to not like anyone or anything. And so when people in yeah, like seventh grade were like, "Oh, The Outsiders is so good," I was like, "The Outsiders is bad," and I'm not gonna read it. Because yeah. that's for like simple people. Because yeah. I was an asshole in middle school. I'd like to counter that with you're still an asshole in college. I know, but now it's like I'm I <laughs> I try to be kind. I work really hard to be kind. Is there another good like discussion question in the back of your book? Oh, let me see. And then uh, this will probably be the last thing we do, and then we'll go into yeah. quotes. Let's see. Let's see. Let's go back to the discussion questions for a bit. <laughs> We can actually do two, because I like this okay. one as a joke. Okay. Have you ever felt like an outsider? Why did you feel that way, and how <laughs> oh, did I it actually, make you I feel? Have a question. I have a question on my notes that I want to do that's yeah. a little bit more poignant. Who do you think the outsiders are in the book? Because I, I started thinking about that during, like, um, while I was making the notes. Because at first, like, when I was younger, I thought the outsiders were just the greasers, but that doesn't really make sense. No, anymore. I think it's because they're they're greasers. They're not called the outsiders. So then I was wondering, are the outsiders Ponyboy and Johnny because they don't just don't quite fit in? No. So I think uh, Ponyboy has has uh, a quote that I don't have earmarked, so I can't 
say it exactly, but he says, oh, it's right after the discussion with Randy. And he says, it's not about socias and greasers. It's about the individual. Right. And I think that the outsiders refers to everyone that like you as a reader are an outsider because you're not a part of the story being told. Yeah. Pony Boy is an outsider because he's a greaser, but he's not. Cherry Valance thinks that he's like different from the rest of the greasers. But then also Randy's the same way in terms of the associates, and Johnny's also different, and Derry's also different, and Soda's also different. That like Soda attracts all girls, including socias. Like that's that like yeah. everybody has something that makes them an outsider, which is so like gross. Like it's a bit like yeah. oh, e- everybody's an outsider, but like we kind of make fun of statements like that because we all know they're true. Yeah, I think that I like that's a good point, and I do like that one. I also think that there's a chance that it is just Pony Boy and Johnny. Are the I also outsiders. think it's. I, I think for Essie Hinton, it might have just been Pony Boy and I, Johnny. I think that like now we can read it as we're all outsiders. But knowing Essie Hinton, like if I was like a high schooler and that was like I would like roll my eyes if people thought that was like the point of my story. But oh, right, because I think that. There's well, definitely, I can't remember a quote, but there's like in the conversation with Pony Boy and Johnny before they fall asleep at the beginning of the book, <laughs> if that's <laughs> relatable. <It's okay. laughs> um, there's they're having like a conversation about how Johnny doesn't fit in with his family and how Pony Boy, uh, Pony Boy thinks Derry doesn't like him, which isn't true, and that always breaks my heart. And he's like, Derry's going to send me to a boy's home anyways. And I'm like, shut up. He won't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he and loves you. <laughs> that's like, that's me with uh, my brother as well. Like that's, and it's so relatable. Okay. So I need to gush a little bit about being, you know, a boy reading this book that like, especially, hey, Q-slur coming up for anybody who's bothered by it. Like how much I should have read this book as a young person who is coming to terms with being queer because like the relatability of somebody like pony boy who has a lot of gay undertones that like it's so nice for it to just be presented and not be like a huge deal and i know that like as a writer as he hinton did not set out to create that in you know in the same way that george lucas didn't set out to create luke to be a pretty gay <laughs> character we're gonna compare luke skywalker and pony boy curtis starting now <laughs> yeah um that like that's that's usually never the aim and usually yeah. you know um i'm gonna <laughs> we just went from me <laughs> stick with me here okay we're already being dumb right i've already said right. everybody's an outsider we're already there so yeah. since we're here now in this new land i'm gonna quote john green I'm, oh my god well he has like it's not it's not his concept alone that like authorial intent is dead and and that books belong to their readers not to the people who yeah. wrote them and i don't think that essie hinton telling us that her characters are not gay or not setting out to say that everybody's an outsider it doesn't matter that's true because when i read it i feel real nice when you know two boys run away together and it's not like because they're children it's not uber romantic or sexual or whatever it's just there and that's so yeah. nice and then also having uh, like a very well portrayed and kind and loving relationship between brothers is so nice because as you know 
as a, a guy growing up, it's so hard to find stuff like that. You don't, what's the, uh, it's not, it's not the boxcar children or the babysitters club or Nancy Drew. What the are Hardy the boys? Yes. <laughs> I think those yeah. books have them, but that those books are also very racist, I think. So, yeah, I think that it's really also good to the book also has such a heavy found family and like such a uh, which I keep using that word, but like they have such trust in one another. There's a lot of lines about how like two bit doesn't go home ever and they make fun of him for always staying at the Curtis house, the Curtis's house. But like it's because he doesn't belong at home anymore. And, you know, they leave and, their like, door Steve, unlocked. Yeah. And like Steve got a job specifically with soda pop, you know, like it's. Yeah. It's very okay. significant. My laundry's definitely done, so we should go into quotes. It's such a good book. So it's before so we go into good. quotes, we're just going to say this is a very good book, and it's very good to read as a young person, but also very good to read as yeah. an older person. And for our generation, it's very interesting to look at themes of found family and look at um, like old tales about um, like class differences that are still very poignant today. So that's why you should read it in 2018. Yeah, I think we're going to give this our first... We're going to give our first official stamp of approval for reread it. Yes, definitely. And reread it. It's I think so this easy to read. A new bit that we do, not really a bit, but a segment is just in like paragraph form why you should read the book okay. in 2018. And I think we're good in this episode. I don't think we have to do it, but yeah, moving on, yeah. I think we should always have that kind of prepared. Yeah. Um, so. so let's go into quotes. Um, quotes. I have, two I have quotes. a million. Yeah, I have oh, two. good. We're on the same spot. Okay, so I'll okay. say my two quotes because I can't decide. And okay. you, while I'm doing that, you pick two. <laughs> I'm going to do all three. So, okay, okay um... that's fine. My first one is, is maybe the two worlds we lived in weren't so different. We saw the same sunset because that's just really nice. And the second one is also on, it's way later in the book, but it's the same theme. It's uh, things were rough all over, but it was better that way. That way you could tell the other guy was human too. Those are my quotes. He's so, Pony Boy is so poignant. <laughs> He's so um, poignant, boy. <laughs> poignant Boy Curtis. Um, that's the new title for our, our podcast. Oh, God, that's very good. I need to write that down. Okay, go ahead and do your quotes. <laughs> um, uh, my quote, I'm going to start at the beginning with probably one of my favorite quotes from any book ever in history, which is Stay Gold, Pony Boy, Stay oh, Gold. Oh, so good. My, yeah, again, my like, dad and like, brother say that to me have said that to it's, me my whole life it's really overused i'll give it to you but it's all it's overused because it's really good yeah um and i also have i lie to myself all the time but i never believe me which I that's think very, is a very good it's a very interesting thought for a 14 year old and then my last quote is a conversation that always makes me like laugh out loud and that's you know, you guys know what greasers are? White trash with long, greasy hair. <laughs> and then you know what a soche is? White trash with Mustangs and Madras. Like, that's so good. Yes, that is very, very um, good. It's a, it's a very, like, comedic moment in a very stressful time. So Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to Episode 7 of yes. We've Lost the Plot. Next week, we will be talking to our good friend, Julia Stewart, about Fight Club. We're going to read it. It's going to be very good. Yeah. And Have you read Fight Club before? No, I've never read Fight Club. I've only watched the movie. I'm very excited to read the book. Heck yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, so be sure to uh, subscribe to us on iTunes or on whatever else we're on, Google Play Music, and yes. uh, rate us and, on iTunes. And also follow us yes. at... Yes. At lost the plot pod 
on Twitter. Yes. I got it this time. And also like us on Facebook because we are there. It is also Lost the Plot Pod. Right. I can't say that ever again. <laughs> um, and uh, the, and I, really the best way to spread the word about this podcast, if you really liked it, is to tell a friend. Yes. Please tell your friends because we like doing this a lot. Yeah. And uh, I think that we're going to cut off the quote unquote season at 10 episodes and then take a bit of a break and then come back with season two because uh, I enjoy doing it. And yes. I hope you do too, Kara. So until then, uh, go read a book or something yeah go read a book or something yeah